This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio. Air Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas, Vayera, Tovshin, Peibes, the Shabbos of the Shabbos project, the Unity Shabbos, where all the Yidden are going to come together and keep it together and what programs there are what amazing 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 opportunities there are all over south africa to be keeping shabbos to be getting involved in beautiful beautiful activities of shabbos of learning Torah, of getting strength of, of chizuk of enjoying each other's each other's company but let's share an amazing vote together on this week's parsha by gabriel of hashem hashem appears to abram the elohim ramay and he's sitting there at the at the entrance of his tent, and he saw. And Rashi says that this was three days after the Mila, and Hashem made it incredibly, incredibly hot. Why? Because Hashem didn't want that Avram should be bothered by people coming. He needed to get better. He needed to recuperate from his from his surgery. But Lafishir Om and when Hashem saw how upset he was that there was no that there were no guests coming. So he brought the Malachim to him dressed up as, as, as human beings. Ravavadi Yosef learns from this a tremendous, tremendous idea. It's a concept of Ritzayim Yerei of Yaseh. Hashem does the will of those that fear him. Which means not only in physical things will Hashem kind of make things happen the way a tzaddik wants. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu can turn over the whole world even in Shamayim, in order to, to help a tzaddik. Avraham Avinu was so upset that he couldn't do a mitzvah. Hashem organized Malachim to come to him to do and fulfill the will of, of, the, of, of, of the tzaddik. And he adds that this is not only where Hashem will help that a tzaddik is able to do a, a mitzvah, to help to do what he wants, but the same goes in protecting someone from doing something something wrong if a person really really tries as hard as he can to 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 hold himself back and prevent himself from doing an avera hakadosh baruch Hu may even behind the scenes turn things around so that opportunities even to do that avera don't approach that person and he's protected from ever coming to do that that avera and there's a beautiful story from from the benish Chai about two brothers, Ruven and Shimon, who went down onto a ship in the middle of the sea, and they were going to go back to their homeland. They wanted to see their, their homeland. They hadn't seen it for a long time. <clears throat> and in the middle of the journey, of course, every ship journey has to have a storm, and the ship was in danger of, of breaking apart, and the sailors were trying as hard as they could possibly to, to get to some land. And they got to land. The problem was, the land they got to was Spain. And it was Spain during the time of the, of the Inquisition. So these two brothers arrive on the shore and the coast of, of Spain. And as they get to Spain, they have this tremendous, tremendous urge. Maybe it's, maybe it was actual hunger. Maybe it was just an emotional thing. They needed to have some meat. And they knew. That we, when these kind of things happen, your life can be in danger if you don't, if you don't get it. So they both approached and they found in the same town two houses. And Ruvain 
went into the house and said, please, please, give me some meat. And they welcomed him in, and, and they fed him, and they looked after him, and it took a day or two, a couple of days, till he got back his, his strength, and he became sort of uh, relaxed again. And, and Shimon also went to another house and was looked after and was, and was cared for. And when they were about to, to leave, so Ruben's host calls him aside and says, look, uh, I, I can tell by, by your, by your face that you are, you are Jews. I, I want to tell you that we are Moranos. We are secret Jews in our basement underground. We have a whole unit set up. Everything that gets eaten in this house, I myself checked and I check and you don't have to worry about a thing. You ate 100% kosher, kosher food all the time you're here. But Shimon ended up in a house that he understood clearly was not a Jewish house. The meat they ate was not kosher. They were eating milk and meat together. And eventually they got to their hometown and they went to the Chacham. And, and, and Shimon said, why is it, why did Hashem bring about that I ended up in the house of, of a non-Jew and, and he ended up in this house of a Jew? And the Chacham said to him, tell me straight, in your life, have you ever eaten non-kosher before? So Shimon says, look, I'll tell you the truth. When I was a kid, I once went on a, on a, on a tour in Teul with, with some kids, and they were eating uh, non-kosher, and I, and I joined them. So the Chacham said, that's it. Because since you once did the Avera, you didn't get the protection to stop you from doing it in a situation like this. But Ruve, I'm sure, never in his life ate non-kosher food, and therefore he received tremendous, tremendous help from Hashem to ensure that he wouldn't do, wouldn't do the Avera. That's what we have to invest. We have to invest in trying to do the right thing and not do the wrong thing, and then we get tremendous, tremendous help from, from Hashem. We're going to come back. We have so much more online tonight. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. Please stay tuned. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Vayera, Tov, Shin, Pei, Beis. Wow, what a pleasure to be with you. So much, so nice to spend time in your presence on Erev Shabbos, on this very, very special Shabbos, the Shabbos of the Shabbos Project Shabbos where we come together to all keep it together, to all celebrate Shabbos as one unit, as one community. As Klai says, that's the reason why we say, uh, brings us all together and allows us together to celebrate, to celebrate the, the Shabbos. I want to speak today about not something to do with the Shabbos, but something to do with the Parsha. And I think it's, it's an amazing, amazing concept. And let's see it through. It's going to sort of stick with us. It's going to take a little while to develop, but I think it's a very, very worthwhile concept. There's a medrash that says that the three angels that came to visit Avraham Avinu after his brismila, we know that he was sitting, he was sitting in the heat of the day. He was in a little bit of discomfort after, after Brismil. It was the third day afterwards, supposedly the most painful of, of days. And he's sitting there and by Yaron, he saw there were three people or three angels. He wasn't sure whether they, they were coming to visit him. And the Medrash says 
that they were each appeared as something different. One of them appeared as a dressed as an Arab. The second one came looking like a baker. And the third one looked like a sailor, a sailor on a ship. Three malachim, each one, I guess you would call it disguised or dressed in a different, in a different way. Now, to understand the concept of the first one who was drived, who was dressed as a, as an Arab, so that perhaps is a little bit more understandable, though it's quite, quite uh, uh, difficult, because this was probably the Malach who had come to destroy Sidon. And therefore, in Shemayim, they chose the, the image of, uh, of an Arab. We know Yishmael was described as a pere Adam, a wild man with his whole purpose was to go to, to go to war and to, and to destroy. And therefore, it was uh, fitting that in order to destroy, uh, uh, Sedan, Sedan, the city of, of, of wicked people and Amaira and all those in, in that whole environment. And, uh, so that, that, that was the uniform that fitted that job. If you stay tuned as we, as we go forward, we're going to try to bring another explanation as to perhaps why he was dressed like, like, like an Arab. But what's a little bit more difficult to understand, what, what, what's the meaning of the fact that two of the other Malachim, one was dressed as a baker and the other was dressed as a, as a sailor. So perhaps we could understand the matter a little bit by introducing it with learning together a, a Mishnah in Ovest Ravnason at the beginning of the seventh parak, based on the Mishnah, where the Mishnah says, One should allow poor people to become members of your, of your household. And it says, it says, They shouldn't actually become part of your household. That, uh, uh, that uh, you should have Poor people, uh, that, uh, that, uh, um, they should talk about and they should, they should, uh, be involved in, in, in what they're eating and what they're drinking in, in your house in the same way that the Aniam would, would speak about what they were eating and, and drinking in the house of Eoiv. Eoiv, we know, was uh, very, very meticulous and very, very careful about about the chesed uh, 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 that he did. And people would speak about what happened in his house. And when the poor people would meet one another afterwards, they would say to each other, no, where are you coming from? So the woman answered, oh, no, I'm coming from the house of, of Eoiv. And where are you going? Oh, I'm going... To the house of, of Eov. And when, uh, when Eov suffered the terrible suffering that Hashem made him suffer, so then he said in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Master of the universe, didn't I feed enough hungry people? And didn't I give enough thirsty people to drink? And nevertheless, Hashem said to Eov, Eov, 
you still haven't even gotten to half of the amount of the chesed of Avram Avinu. Why? Because you're sitting and you're staying at home and the guests come to you, right? The one who you, who usually is used to eating bread, uh, let's say bread made out of wheat. So you give him uh, a, a bread made out of wheat. The one who usually eats uh, a meat, so you would give him meat. The one that usually drank wine, you would give him wine to drink. But Avram didn't didn't do that. First of all, he went out and he would go all around the world looking for guests. And when he would find guests, he would bring them into his house. That the one who didn't usually eat bread, I mean, out of wheat. He would give him bread made out of wheat, and even someone who who didn't or normally eat meat at uh, uh, at all, he would give him meat. And even someone who didn't normally drink wine, he would give him wine. And not only that, right? But he went and he he built a special, special, huge sort of hall and and palace on all the on all the crossroads, and he put food and drink, and anyone who came would go there and eat and drink and 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 bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and therefore that uh, uh, I, i'm i'm so pleased with with him and we need perhaps to understand what's the difference between the chesed of Avram Avinu and the chesed of of Eof to the, to the point where HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself says to you no you haven't even reached half of the level of the chesed of of, of, of Avinu. Says the, the Saba from Slabotka. It's brought in, in the Sefer, I, I had Safan. The chesed of Eiv was kind of like saying it was um, whatever you were lacking, if you were someone who usually had this, I'll make it up to you. I'll give you whatever you're missing. In other words, I'm going to supply to another person whatever his needs are. And therefore, if someone usually ate wheat bread and now he doesn't have it, so therefore Eov gave him wheat bread because that's what he needs. And for that reason, he remained at home. He didn't go and look for, for, for guests because if someone who needed help, so they would know the address, they would know where to come, and, and, and the Eov would sort him out and give him whatever, whatever he needed. But by Avram was totally different. Avram, his whole attitude was, how can I do good for somebody, for somebody else? For him, the chesed wasn't in order to just help a person maintain a, a lifestyle and, 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 and get whatever it is that he was, that he was missing. But rather, he wanted to do good, he wanted to help, he wanted to be kind to other people, even something that was beyond what his actual need was. And therefore, even someone who normally never ate wheat bread, that didn't make a difference to 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 uh, Avram Avramovino, and, and he didn't feel that he was lacking anything, right? Nevertheless, came Avramovino and gave him the most refined wheat bread. Avramovino was so good in his very essence, and all the good that he did emanated from his generosity, from his good spirit, and therefore, he didn't just want to make up a, a lax, he wanted to help, he wanted to support 
another person, even when the other person didn't even need that, that help. That's the way Avraham Avinu operated in this world. Now, Sarah, uh, Sarah Imenu, we saw that she saw the, the Mid of Chesed more like Yob did. I have to give a person what, what they don't have. Like, like Yob. And therefore, Chazal said, Lumon Bob Metzia, that, uh, when, when the, when the, uh, guests came, so the question was to take, to make bread out of Kemach, and it says, Silas, it says, uh, 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 uh the Pasuk says, both, uh, take Kemach and Silas. Kemach is not so refined flour, Silas is very, very fine flowers. And the Gemara says, Amrav Yitzchak, we see from here that a woman, is not as generous as as to her guests as a man is because Sarah thought that here I have I have a hungry person and therefore I can bake something made out of out of kemach for for them and that will satisfy him and make him very very happy that's going to make up whatever he's he's missing right Avram was looking no how can I go beyond the law? How can I give him something even extra? And therefore he wanted to give Silas and not and not uh, and not Kemach. Right. And therefore when the Malachim was sent and each Malach had his particular uh, a job, so the Malach whose job was to save Sarah and tell her about about uh, about her child that she's gonna have a, a, a boy. So he came looking like a baker to show her that as a reward for what she was baking for her guests, she was going to get this amazing news about having a, a, a baby. We're going to develop this concept a bit further as we go, but we're going to go take a break for a moment. This is 11.1 High FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9, Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Vayera, Tav, Shin, Pei, Beis. Thank you for joining us, thank you for taking us the time. So we're in the middle of a concept. We brought a medrash that the angels that or that appear to Avraham Avinu were dressed in three different guises. <coughs> one as an Arab, one as a baker and one as a sailor. So we just explained the concept of the baker was the angel that was going to appear to Sarah and tell her about her baby and as a reward for looking after the guests and baking for them. So she was going to merit the tremendous achut of having a, a child. However, Avram, the malach that came to heal him, he came dressed as a sailor from a ship. Why? Because the chesed of Avram was much greater even than the chesed of Sarah because he didn't sit in his place and, and wait that the guests should come to him. He went from place to place to look for and search. Is there someone who needs help? And therefore, the malach that came to him looked like a, a sailor from a ship because a whole life of a sailor is on the road, on the high seas, going from one place to, 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 to another. Perhaps <clears throat> an additional explanation why the Malach that was sent to heal 
Avram uh, chose to come in the appearance of a of a ship sailor because the ship sailor has in fact two jobs. Number one is to drive or, or, or power the the ship through the through the sea through the uh, through the sea, and also to you know, take care of and, and look after although all the other travelers, all the other passengers on the sea are his are his responsibility. And that was the chesed of Abraham Avinu, even though he was so worried about perfecting himself and becoming the greatest person he could become, but he didn't see for in that 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 should in any way interfere or contradict his need and penchant to help to help other other people. And in fact, the Gemara brings down in Brochus Dafnun uh, Ches about Yamira Rav Chana Bar Chaniloi that in his house there was a, an incredible amount of of Chesed without without limit that they had uh, 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 sixty bakers every single day and sixty at night were baking their bread without stop for anyone who might who might need. And Rav Khan himself never took his hand out of his purse because maybe someone would come and and need and need money and it would take extra time then for him to open his purse and get it. He'd be able to give him money right away and and, and stop a person from any kind of of a, of, a, of embarrassment. Well, it says that he also he had four doors to his to his house, right? And whichever direction you came from, right, uh, you could walk right in, and anyone who went into his house hungry would leave satisfied, right? Uh, and except that uh, even during a year of of uh, a famine, so they had wheat and they had they had uh, barley. And they would, they would, uh, they would actually distribute it through the windows that anyone who was too embarrassed to come and take during the day would be able to take at night, uh, uh, uh secretly. This was the, the height of, of, of generosity without limits, without borders at all. On the other hand, in the Gemara in Sechas Beitza and Dafmem, it's brought Regarding the, if you have meat, that we know, if the halacha is that if, if any meat has been gone from a person's sight, where you, where you couldn't keep your eye on it, that one time, that this Ravchana Bachaniloi was in a certain place on, on Yom Tov, and he had a, a bundle of, of, of meat, which was hung by his, uh, by his doorway, and a question arose regarding that 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 meat, and when when the matter came in front of the chachamim, they forbade the, the firm to eat the, the the meat, and there were various reasons for it. And the one says that perhaps Rav Chanaba is different. He was Gavaraba. He was a very very great person, and he was preoccupied in his in his learning. In other words, because he was so involved. In his learning, he wasn't paying attention to the meat all the time, and therefore, 
we have the suspicion that maybe this was Bosch and Salim and I am bought a meat that you, you weren't focused on and weren't paying attention to all the time and therefore it loses its, its chazak of being kosher and, and they paskin that it was no, that it was no good. So in other words, that same Rav Chana who in his house there was such a huge amount of chesed where he kept his hand in his purse to be able to give straight away, straight away and no one should, no one should have to delay even a moment to get money about him. The same person that says he was such a great person and was completely preoccupied in his money and that's why he wasn't paying attention to what happened with, with the meat. He was so involved, so absorbed in his learning of Torah with, with such a aura of of Kedusha, that, that, uh, in other words, the fact that he was this huge Tamachok involved in Torah did not in any way contradict his penchant for loving and helping other, other people. The, the, the Maril Diskin, who was a huge, huge going in, in Torah, in fact, uh, his, his own Tamidim, uh, Rav Yaakov Ernstein says, that when the Maril Diskin came to to uh, to Yerushalayim, so uh, he gathered or gathered around him the greatest Tamid Chachamim of 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 Yerushalayim, and uh, they were hearing from him a, a shear, a shear that lasted for five hours straight, and for the next six months, so he was learning with them. One sugya of one in in, in Baba Basra about hezek or ear damage that you, when you block someone's uh, 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 south lines in the beginning of uh, of Baba Basra. Uh, after six months, when they finished this uh, this uh, sugya, so now the Talmudim uh, felt, oh wow, now we really really understand the whole breadth and depth of of all its of all its different contours and all its different uh, areas and uh, Marel Diskin felt their their feeling of yeah Talmudim that they were they were satisfied. So he said to him, You should know my Talmudim, with everything that we've absorbed in the last six months and, and as deep as we've gone into the Sugya, we've only touched a little little bit of of the depth and breadth of that of that circle. That's how great the Maril Diskin was. Also, they, but they bring about uh, 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 about Maril Diskin in in in, in the biography of, of him that when he was a rov in in Chutzlarts, so his Talmidim had a had a custom to before the the. Uh, the Yantav, especially on, on, on Sukkot, to go to his Sukkot, go to his house, and hear from him, uh, and in the evening, they would, uh, gather together all the Tamidim, in order to, uh, then go over, and, and, and revise the Chidushim, that the Rav, the Rav had said, and then, they actually, came to the conclusion, that all the Tamidim, and there were, Tens and tens of people, he said to each one a different chiddush on the same taisvus in Masech Sukkah. That same taisvus, to each student, he explained it in a different, in a different way. And nevertheless, with all his huge 
greatness in Torah. So, and it was completely, completely connected to Torah in, in an unbelievable type of, 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 of way. Nevertheless, they tell a story about him that one time in the middle when he was busy learning, a, uh, a, a guest arrived at his house, an elderly guest, and he went and, and served the, the guest a, a, a meal. And while he was learning, he suddenly uh, 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 realized that the old person who was eating bread, so he's, he was having difficulty. You know, that they couldn't eat the heart section. Maybe his teeth weren't so, so, so functional. So, the Maraldaskin stopped learning and he, uh, he cut the bread into, into small pieces and then he went back to, to learn. After that, the, uh, the family asked him, how did you understand? How did you realize that while you were learning that, that, uh, this person needed, needed help? So he said to them, he says, it says in the six parsha, Melakarish Baruchu, uh, 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 revealed himself to Avraham Avinu. And we saw that, uh, Avraham Avinu, when these three people came, so he asked Akadish Baruchu, who was standing over him, please, don't go away, I'm just gonna go and, 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 and see to these people. And by Yar, by Yards, across them, he, he saw them, and he ran, to, to meet them and, and what? How could how could that have been? Avraham Avinu was how could he have even seen those three people at that moment? He was having the gili shchina. The shchina was there. Akharishparuch had come to to visit him. How could he have allowed himself to be distracted? From here we see that the most important thing to any human being is that even. If you're having a gilu shchina, you're, you're talking about Kaddish Baruch Hu, you have to see what's going on around it, and you cannot ignore your, your surroundings. And therefore, don't be amazed how I could I could manage to to perceive, even while I was learning with such depth that there was this person or this guest who needed who needed my my uh, my help. Similarly, they tell about the Tzemach Tzedek, who was the grandson of the Balatanya, that uh, after his chasna, so he lived in the house of, of, of the Zayda of the Balatanya, and one time the baby was crying. But the Tzemach Tzedek, he was so involved, so deeply involved in his Torah, he didn't even, he didn't even notice the baby crying. The Zayda, the Balatanya, he heard the baby crying, stopped his learning, and took care of the child. So the father of the child was, was amazed. How, how did the Saba manage to hear the, the crying when, when, you know, while, while he was, uh, while he was learning? Said the Balatanya, when a Yid cries, it's impossible not to hear, even when you're, when you're, when you're learning. And in fact, uh, the Gemara seems to prove that Gemara Mesechus Shabbos of Kufchov Zion, Brings that Amrav Yochanan, welcoming guests is as great as getting up to the base medish in the morning to go, to go daven. Rav Dimi from Nardoy says, no, it's even greater than getting up in the morning to go to the base medish. 
And Achacham are teaching us here, very, very, very important. Learning Torah needs to go together with a, a, a sensitivity to other, other people. And therefore, sometimes a person has to stop his learning in order to help someone who needs something, where he has no place to sleep, but no place to eat, you've got to help him. The Chavetz Chaim brings down in Avas Chesed, he brings this Gemara and he brings it Lahalacha, that even if a person doesn't have someone in his house, someone else who can look after the guest, so then it, it's incumbent upon him to stop his learning and to take care of that, of that, uh, of that guest. Right? Because it's, it's as, it falls into the category of a mitzvah that cannot be done by anybody, anybody else. But we have to at the same time raise the fact that welcoming guests, which is mentioned in the Gemara and in Abbas Chesed, is talking about a guest who came from far away and he has nowhere else to stay. And he needs simply a, a house to sleep in, a bed to sleep in, or a place to eat. But if someone is just coming for a friendly visit. So that's not on that level of Achnasus Oichem. And if you're supposed to be learning Torah at that time, you don't have an obligation to entertain guests at that, at that time. That also, that's actually halacha. The Ramah brings it in Archaim Simon Shim Lamed Gimel, brings there that it's also that to, to move Boxes or or or, or 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 things that are in a storage place, heavy, heavy heavy bundles of of straw or vegetables. If you want to move them from your let's say your storehouse because you need uh, you need space for guests, you're not allowed to do that. It's considered excessive bother. But if guests come, then you're allowed to you're allowed to uh, move them aside. So right. So the Ramah brings down that the loyim mikre orchim. Who's considered guests? Only someone who is staying in his house. But if you just invited your friend to have a meal, that's not called that level of guests. And you cannot, you cannot, uh, 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 move things, heavy bundles for that type of guest. That's not called a sudas, a sudas, uh, 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 a mitzvah. Same thing in, in your day it's brought that, uh, how long do you have to leave meat in salt as far, as far as the salting process is? So it's not less than the amount of time it takes a person to walk about a, a mile, which is, uh, about 20, about 20 minutes. And the Ramah brings down that you can rely on this bidyeve or even lechatchila to honor, to honor guests or for, for needs of Shabbos. But without that, the minig is to leave the, 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 the meat in the salt for an entire, entire hour. And the Pischei Tshuva brings, brings down that again, what is considered to be guests, that you're allowed to sort of, uh, 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 use, uh, do salting for less time, that's only someone who's actually staying in your house. But if you have a friend coming over for, a meal, then that's not a, a, a reason to be lenient in the amount of time we do the, we do the, uh, the, the, the salting. That's not called achnasus archim, and they would need to wait the full, the full hours. Avram Avinu, who was prepared to 
to uh, interrupt a visit with the Shechina and 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 go deal with those Arabs, we learn from this halacha. What Achazal said that we said a, a woman is a little bit stingy with guests, but uh, you know we said that uh, what's marriage? A man and woman who merit. So the Shechina lives lives between them. So if the Achnosos Ochim was equal to Kabbalah's Pnei Shechina, so then the man could say, well, why do I have to invite guests to my house and, 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 and have a whole fight with my, with my wife and, and, and go against the will in order that the, that the Shechina should be in, in our house through, through, the, through the guests? I'd much rather keep Shalom Bayis. Shalom Bayis itself brings the Shechina into, into, uh, into our house. And that's why the Chacham said you need to know that welcoming guests is even greater than, than, uh, uh Kabbalah's Pneshkina. And therefore, don't even, even if it means that your wife who wants to give less and, and, and the husband wants to give more and that might create a little bit of tension, don't worry. The, the Shkina that will come to your house as a result of, 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 of the visiting guests is even, is even, uh, is even greater. And, and the Chidah brings us down in, in this parish to, to, to Meseches Avos to explain how do you understand the two parts of the Mishnah. First it says, you are Besacha, let have poor people in your house. And then it says, don't speak a lot with your, with women and first even to your, to your, to your wife. And, and the Chazal come to teach us that don't ask your wife about bringing poor people in, into the house, because women are, are, are notoriously a little bit less generous in giving to 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 poor people, and it sounds from what the the uh, the chidah is saying that even if your wife might even be reticent to to invite the guests, still bring them into your into your house, even if it's against her. Her will, and it's comparable to someone who wants to put on, let's say, tefillin, and his wife refuses to to allow. Him. Would would it empty your mind that you should listen to her? So too, regarding regarding welcoming welcoming him uh, 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 guests. And maybe that is why the malach who came to tell Sarah about the baby came as a baker. A baker's main concern is make sure he has enough supplies to fill all the demand he needs to fill. He's not going to put extra flour into a into a cake. That's not going to help it. But the sailor, the sailor has that dual responsibility of running the ship and at the same time looking after all the passengers. That's Avnovino. He was able to multitask and at the same time have a meeting with the Shekinah, but always have his mind out to make sure that when guests came, he'd be able to go and look after them in the proper, in the proper way. This is 11.9 Chai FM. We'll be back in a moment to carry on our beautiful, beautiful time together. Thank you so much. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, sold the soul back on your radio. Hilchos Shabbos, Kurdish Pashas, Vayera. 
Tavshin Pei Beis, this Shabbos of the Shabbos project, and may this Shabbos in fact project our love, our devotion, our dedication, our adoration for the Shabbos Kodesh that Hashem gives us every single week. And as we always do at this point on the show, let's share the important details. And of course, this Shabbos, we really want to make sure we get them right. So, the earliest time for lighting Shabbos Licht, this coming Shabbos, is at 4.58, two minutes before 5 o'clock. You can already light the Shabbos candles. Now, this week especially, if we're showing our great devotion, our great love, and our great adherence, and our great unity of the Shabbos, let us make a very special effort to get those candles up early. You know, this is, the, the Gemara says that when, when uh, Yitzchak Avinu brought Rivka into the home that had been that had been Sarah's home, and Yitzchak wasn't sure, is this in fact the right wife for me? So he saw that when he brought Rivka into the tent, the three special gifts that had always been present when when Sarah was there returned. And one of them was, of course, that there was near Doluk, there was a candle burning from one week to, to the next. Right? When a person is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is the greatest light there is. And if we want our Shabbos to be something significant, let us really make the effort this week. 4.58 is the earliest, the latest time. For benching licht tomorrow is at six o'clock. We gotta be done and ready by then. But let's make an effort. Maybe it'll be ten minutes. Maybe it'll be twenty. Maybe half an hour. Maybe you can go the full hour early. Maybe that's even possible. Get an extra hour of kedushas and Shabbos into your house. That's amazing. Let's really make the effort, especially today. Show our Kaddish Baruch Hu that Shabbos is the most precious gift that we have, and we can't wait to bring it into. Our, our lives. So the latest time for benching lift today is at six o'clock, which means that Shtia is in 18 minutes past six. If you want to dive in Mayrav tonight and not have to repeat the Krishma, you have to wait till about 6.36, then it's proper night and you can say Krishma and then sit down, be with just your family, with your neighbors, with friends, with the whole streets, whatever it might be. To sit down and enjoy a beautiful, beautiful Sudha Shabbos with Zaminus and maybe some Divrei Torah and some beautiful inspirational thoughts that will encourage us all. Those who are not yet keeping Shabbos and maybe want to keep Shabbos, those who are keeping Shabbos to upgrade our Shabbos observance, to do more, to feel more of a spirit of, of excitement, of accomplishment, of, of desire for, for the Shabbos. There's so much we can do in enhancing and improving both our halachic and our emotional connection to to the keeping to the keeping of Shabbos. Tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos Kodesh Pasha's Vayera, very very long Pasha, beautiful beautiful Pasha, with the birth of of, of Yitzchak and Avraham Avinu and and the, and the guests and Avraham Avinu and Saddam and the whole Pasha of Lot and then the birth of Yitzchak and Yishmael and the Akeda. Wow. There's, there's a million, I could, could, could give a shirim on that the whole year and, and not, and not, uh, and not finish. And of course, the after is also something amazing from, 
the book of Malachim, the Isha Shunamis and Elisha, Elisha resurrecting her, her child. Wow. What a Shabbos to be able to learn. What a Shabbos to be able to imbibe some of the lessons of, of this, of this, uh, incredible, incredible Pasha. Shabbos Kodesh continues tomorrow all the way until 6.51. 6.51 is the, unfortunately, the termination of, uh, of, of, of Shabbos. But let's make this Shabbos something really, really special to, together. Now, we are finished last week in our discussion, the laws of lighting the Shabbos candles. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other things that we do on Shabbos, the davening of Shabbos, the laning of Shabbos, the learning of Torah on, on Shabbos. And in fact, we know it's a very special mitzvah to increase the amount of Torah we learn on, on Shabbos. In fact, the, the Yerushalmi brings down that the whole purpose, the whole purpose that Hashem has given us, Shabbos and Yantiv, is only to sit and study words, words of Torah. The whole week we're so busy, we're so preoccupied, there's work, there's, there's gym, there's running here, there's running there, there's family uh, uh, concerns, all type of things. Shabbos and Yantiv, we're freed from that, we have time to sit and learn words of Torah. Furthermore, Achazal say the Torah says in front of our Kodesh Baruch Torah came and complained, Rebbeinu Master of the Universe, when Klai Yisrael leaves the rarefied atmosphere of the desert, where they, all they did all day is sat and learn, and they go, and they reach and finally arrive in the land of, of Eretz Yisrael, we got a problem. He's going to go running off to look after his vineyard. And this one's going to go running off to look after his field. And what's going to be with me? Who's going to care about the Torah? Kodesh Baruch said to him, don't worry. I've got, have I got a shidduch for you. I've got a, a, a partner that I'm setting up specially for you. And its name is Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, the Yidden, don't do any other work. And they'll be able to sit and learn and study and involve themselves in, in, in Torah. Another statement in the Medrash. So says HaKadosh Baruch to Yisrael, My sons, didn't I write in my Torah that Lo Yomush Seifra Teira Zemi Picha, the words of Torah may never ever leave your lips for Yisa by You must completely and totally and deeply involve yourself in them day and and night. And even though that the whole week you're busy and you and you're working and you're trying to be productive and you're trying to keep the world going and, and six days a week you're busy with that. On Shabbos? A person should really spend his entire day learning, learning Torah. And that's why, I'll say that a person should always get up early and spend time learning Torah on Shabbos. It's often during the day, there isn't so much time. I time to go to shul and, and the bracha and guests and lunch takes forever. And then maybe you want to have a little bit of a rest. And then it's middle, there's no time unless one gets up early. 
and and before the noise comes, before the children are up, before there are all kinds of distractions, get up early and learn, learn, do the Pasha then, the go of your Gemara then, and then after that, we go to Shul and to the Besmedish and and we daven and we hear Torah reading. And we have the Haftarah in, in the Nevi'im. And then we go home, and we have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbat Suda, and we eat and, and drink, and that fulfills what Shlomo Melch says in Tehillim, Lech Echol B'Sim Cholach Mecha. Go eat with great joy your bread, which is Seba Lev Toiv Yenecha, and drink with a good heart your wine. And the Chachamim say that, in fact, we need to actually sit down and plan our Shabbos. So we can divide up and apportion significant and appropriate times for all the activities we want to do on Shabbos. Right? And in fact, at least Chetziv Hashem, half of it should be for Hashem through learning Torah in the base Medish, and half for the pleasures of Shabbos, of eating, of drinking, of having a good shluff on honor Shabbos. Now, there are some who think that only on Yontav is it half for Hashem and half for you. But on Shabbos, right, which is, we know, set aside specifically for Torah, there maybe we need more than half the time set aside for the study of of, of Torah. And that, in fact, sometimes seems to be the connotation from what the Rambam says. However, according to most of the Paiskim, the intention of the Chachamim was that on Shabbos also, one should divide one's time up, half for a spiritual pursuits and Torah, and half for the physical enjoyment of, of, uh, of, of Shabbos. Comes out, therefore, that if we work out the, the, uh, the actual cheshpin, that there's an obligation to set aside, let's say, 12 hours of the day for Torah, 12 and a half hours, because the, the Shabbos we know is, let's say, 25 hours. So 12 and a half, but practically speaking, it would seem that one can do a little bit less because there are seven hours that a person needs to sleep every day. That really can't be taken into into account. So uh, that only gives you 18 hours. And some of that is nine hours for Torah. Yeah, but and, and then nine hours for that, for the pleasure of eating and drinking and a little bit extra uh, uh, schluff on on, uh, on on a Shabbos. We'll be back in a moment with our final seven, this is 1.1.9, Chayef and the program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM Salt so back on your way to Erev Shabbos Kodesh Pashos Vayero Pash in the year Tavshin Pei Beis Shabbos Project is coming this is our last few minutes together before we get off there's so much to do so much to prepare we got big meals we got big programs going on this Shabbos let's get into it with all our heart and all of us so we're talking about the obligation of learning Torah especially devoting and dedicating time to learning Torah on, on Shabbos now there's an additional instruction that we're given, and that is that Tamir people who spend their whole week 
learning Torah with with absolute uh, uh, concentration and, and devotion. So there allowed a little bit more time to relax and and and, and, and indulge in, in some physical pleasures on on Shabbos. But working people who don't have much more time than to learn a little bit every single day, and therefore certainly they're not fulfilling the obligations of all the Torah they have to accomplish during the course of the week. They have to make an extra effort to increase their Torah learning on uh, over the 25 hours of, of Shabbos. And the Ramal brings that down also in Simon Reish study, that Balabatim, business people, who are not learning Torah all week, they must learn much more Torah on Shabbos than the Tamil Chachamim who learn Torah the whole the whole week. And the Tamil Chachamim, they also should uh, may make uh, spend a little more time in the pleasures of eating and and drinking because they are busy working hard in their Tamil Torah the whole the whole week. Now the reason for this is because the Shabbos was meant to help a person achieve a well-rounded blend of perfection in both physicality and spirituality. So those people that are busy most of the week in their physical work, so they need more effort, more industriousness in their Tamatira in order to get a balance. And the Tamir Chachamim, who really wear themselves out and, 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 and kind of push themselves during the week in their, in their, in their steadfastness and study in, in Torah. So they need, in order to complete the circle, a little bit of a lessening of, of the pressure, a little bit more time to, to kind of look after themselves and, and enjoy physical pleasure. Nevertheless, both of them need to give serious time for both Oynik Shabbos and spiritual Oynik Oynik Shabbos. Divrei Torah, Zemiris, beautiful time together with the family. Both, because joining them together and forging them together into one beautiful unit, that is, in fact, they, they, they feed upon each other. They increase each other. And the person reaches a level of absolute Perfection and a zayche to the real Omeg Shabbos of a, of a deep and, and true Omeg Shabbos that one can get every single week. This week is just the time we put effort into to see how good it can be and then we take it from there every every single week. That's about all the time we're going to have this week to spend together. And I just want to first of all take the opportunity to thank you all for being part of our radio family, for making the effort, in spite of the craziness and busyness of a Friday afternoon, to put on your device, put on your radio, and let us fill your homes with hopefully some salient, some worthwhile, some venerating, some incredibly, incredible, inspiring divrei, divrei Torah. And now as we leave, to wish you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. May this Shabbos be a true reflection of may be something that, that shows and, and, and shouts out our tremendous devotion, our tremendous dedication to Hashem and the Shabbos, and our tremendous desire that we should be zeicha, forthwith and now, to the Yom Shekulei Shabbos, to the time when Mashiach will come, where we'll live in an environment where it's Shabbos all the time, and everyone will make their lives 
a projection, an incredible example of what it means to live a Shabbos once entire, once entire life. Thank you for listening. And to each and every one of our radio family, a beautiful good Shabbos.